0: Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorce mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to The Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, and welcome to The Divorce Course Podcast. Welcome back, Mum. Thank you, Laura. Hello, everyone. So today today um, we've had a lot of requests to talk about uh, alienation um, and there seems to be a lot of our listeners uh, mm. with, with this issue and uh, do you come across it a lot, Mum, in your legal works?
1: Uh, I'm afraid we do, a lot. Yes. It's a big thing and it's so bad for children.
0: So why don't we just quickly talk about um, what alienation is to start with? Is there a legal definition or is it just a general kind of
1: idea? Well, it, it's a controversial idea. A few years ago, it was a real thing, um, alienation syndrome, and, and people used to quote papers and that. Lately, it's become less of a, a clearly established thing. So it's really a set of behaviors now uh, rather than some sort of um, articulated uh, theory. So um, alienation behavior is when you uh, turn the children towards you, um, if you're the alienator, and you turn them against against their other parent, and it's done maliciously and deliberately. And after a while, certainly in the when they used to talk about it as in terms of a theory, they used to use these terms, which will make the hair on your neck stand up. They used to call the alienator the loved parent, and they called the person, the parent from whom the children were alienated, as the hated parent. It's very damaging to the children. Oh my goodness! Yeah. They-
0: how long ago was that? Uh, probably. What, what year?
1: Um, you're putting me on the spot now, Laura. But I'd say around 2005, mm. six, and seven. Yep. That's interesting. And, and oh my gosh, it's awful. Yep. Yeah. But but so it makes that. sense. Well, it's just we don't we don't write we don't write um, uh, shall we say publish papers about alienation anymore. It's just seen as part of the wider dynamic in family law matters and a a despicable behaviour that um, some people Mm. take, you know. So you'll often find with children like that, over time uh, they will decide that they can only be with one parent uh, because, you know, they've been so divided when they were at a parent's house. And often, just for the sake of peace, uh, they they may choose the other parent, the the one who was, in, in inverted commas, the hated parent, and then they won't have anything to do with the person who alienated them. Alienation is a is a definite form of child abuse, and when kids get older, um, they work it out and they're very angry and resentful with the parent who's done it, usually. Uh, but as it's happening... So how... Mm,
0: how, how yes. Yeah. Sorry, as yeah. it... As it's
1: happening, what what what's an example? Um, so uh, children go to visit their father, right, um, mm-hmm. and, and mothers and fathers do this, okay? So the father might um, belittle the mother the whole time. Oh, is that what your mother said? Um, you know she's taking all my money here. We can only use these plastic plates. I, I had a case years and years ago where... The woman left, she took the day to day dinner set, left the good dinner set, and the father um, gave the children one plastic bowl for their cereal and they had to take turns to eat, drink out of it. Uh, Sorry, eat out of it. Um, I've had another case where the mother uh, just bought the kids a bottle of bubble bath for their birthday, uh, for Christmas, sorry, and said, You know, your father's taken all our money. Mm -hmm. And little children believe their parents. So then when they go to the parent who's you know, I'd say the good parent rather than the hated parent, and that parent doesn't put the other parent down, um, mm. then, you know, they they believe both parties. If you try to defend yourself as a parent who's having the children alienated against her or him, uh, if you say something about the other parent, you're really doubling up the abuse. So it's very hard. And anyone who's at all sensitive. We'll see with children, when you start talking about their other parent in a bad way, Mm. um, I always look at it, their eyes glaze over it and they just shut down because kids are half and half. They're half you, half the other parent, and Mm. you don't want them hating any of themselves. So to pick on their other parent, it causes that hatred. So sometimes little children will choose to stay with the parent who's done the alienating. And there's ways that the report writers can find out or identify this is happening.
0: So, there's lots of listeners who've um, written into us on Instagram and on Facebook and um, just through the app itself um, for podcasts. And they're they're basically saying, look, I don't know what to do. Um, My... I can't see my child. Um, you know, the 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 parents, uh, the other parent is telling them horrible things about me, and they're refusing to come. Other people have written in and said, um, you know, I've, I've got a a, f- a friend who's got a two year old, and the other parent isn't allowing the person to see them at all. Um, you know, so what? I know. I guess it's two different types of situations if it's a little child or an older child. Um, but you know what? What what can we do? What can people do about that?
1: Because
0: so it's got to be so oh, distressing.
1: Well, if you turn that around and say rather that um, a child, the older child, is not having a relationship with both parents, not allowed to have a relationship with both parents, usually through emotional mm-hmm. manipulation... And the two year old child is not allowed to have a relationship with both parents because of the manipulation. You can see it's a, a common thread. True. And the court, the court wants, or Family Law Act wants children to grow up to be loved and cared for by both parents. So if you can find examples to bring to the court about the conduct of the other person, or if it's a family report and they identify that conduct in the other person, uh, then the court can do things to make sure that this alienation does not continue. Uh, They are very forthright in making orders for time uh, with the other parent and then you can, um, with a court order, then you've suddenly got some teeth to work with. If they don't send the the two-year-old or if they don't um, encourage and send the older child, then they're in breach of the court orders and there are consequences for that. There can be contravention applications or even in really serious cases, the court will perhaps prevent the alienating parent from seeing the kids. Uh, for a period of time to re-establish the relationship. So
0: um, fam- you've mentioned family mm. reports and we have done an episode on family reports. Um, how does the family report mm. writer pick up on alienation? Um, like how do you know, do they just ask the child or do they just know? Mm, do they I identify do. the signs?
1: No. It's mostly the signs and... Um, Usually the alienator is a pretty good actor or actress and, you know, they think they can fool the report writer, the, the family consultant or social worker engaged to help the family and write a report. They can fool them by saying all the right things and doing all the right things. They've also um, often schooled the children before they go in to say certain things. So here's what the family report writer will do Um if they suspect alienation. And and bear in mind, I'm not one, but I've seen the reports. So they will keep an eye out for the children saying terrible things about the other parent without any real um, evidence to back it up, no lived experience. They're really just parroting things they've heard from the alienating parent. That's one thing they'll do. They may, uh, I mean, it's distressing. They may scream hysterically and be, be refuse to be in the room, but not know why. And after a while, settle down. Mm. So the courts, uh, the report writers, I guess, looking for the authenticity of the child's views and the extent to which they may have been coached or indoctrinated leading up to it. So they're very clever, and they can identify it. And sometimes they ask the child, "What did?" What did Mummy tell you before you came here, or what did Daddy tell you?
0: So, you came as here? as a parent as well, if you you know if you're noticing a change in your child's um, demeanor or attitude towards you, are there any? Do you know of any? There's, I know you're not a psychologist, <laughs> no. But what you know, are there any signs um, or warning signs um, that people could be looking out for um, before we get into the the court side of things? Are there any warning signs or telltale mm. signs that that's what's happening? It-
1: it's really parenting, um, just parenting, keeping aware of the kids. I would keep a photo of the other parent in the child's bedroom so that the discussion about that parent is open and friendly, no matter what you really think mm. of the other person. I'd be watching for in the first couple of days after they come back from time with that other parent, to varying degrees, they can be quite grumpy or uh, uh, um, disobedient, um, Particularly to step parents, I don't. You're not the boss of me. I don't have to do what you say. But a lot of it will be, oh, mummy says da da da, or daddy says da da da, and the children are testing it out on you. Now the things that have been said about you, uh, the child is also looking for signs of that in you when they come back to your home. So uh, you have to be extremely even-handed and well balanced. Don't let it um, cripple your courage in parenting. You've still got a parent, uh, so don't be tempted to let them do whatever they want because they're allowed to be on their iPhone or iPad all day long at daddy's. Keep your rules. Hold fast Mm. because the kids are being abused uh, by the other parent and from you they need stability. Um, Mm. You may see these things happening and it may break your heart but you can't do anything about it, just keep on parenting the right way and bring their behaviour to the attention of the court um, and to the report writer. So
0: that's the next stage. So we know what it is and we know what to look Mm. for and it is, you know, like you said, it's just part now of the court sees it all the time. Um, So what... What can people mm. do, like, so you're saying um, try and get, gather evidence and obviously a family report writer can identify that if, if you know, um, the kids are showing signs, but is there any um, things that you can have that are proof to show the judge when you do get to court? Is there things that people could be doing to prepare?
1: I think that one of the things would be to keep all of the communications between you and the other party. Um, If you're using one of those platforms to communicate, that's a good way of doing it. Otherwise, keep your texts, keep your emails. Almost inevitably, they will reveal their true character uh, when they write to you because to do that to a child, um, they are either... I think they're either got some sort of uh, personality disorder or mm. they are just so full of hatred for the other parent. And that does come through. I, I usually see it comes through in their communications. So that's all you can do it. So really. with your
0: communications... Um- I guess another thing you could do is go and do a parenting program, uh, even if you haven't been ordered to or if your other, if the father or the mother of your children aren't. Sometimes, um, the parenting order programs, the pop courses give you some really good tips on how to cope. Um, if a child comes up to you and says, mummy said, she, that you, mommy said that you've taken all the furniture and you're, you know, uh, she's got no money and you're horrible. Um, they give you some really good strategies on how to respond because if you get involved in that mess that you, that the alienator has created, you're just making it worse for the child. So I, I was, um, I've heard in the pop courses that you say things like. Um, Mummy and daddy love you very much. We're working things through, but you don't need to worry about it. And you just don't involve them. That's something that the pop course um, was teaching everybody when I went and did one. Um, so that's something you can do as well. But, but, um, really a lot of people are saying, what can I do now? So they're desperate. So I know you're saying court. So how how can they go about that if if they can't afford a lawyer? Do they just go and do an application, um, or,
1: or yep. t- attempt mediation? Yes. Yes. Just, yep. Just go onto okay. the web. Well, you need to do mediation first. Yes. Um, I'm, I was really pleased to hear the POP course is addressing those things. I haven't done one of those courses. And if you get a chance, see if you can get agreement from the alienator mm. to do that as well because if they're not genuinely um, awful people, mm. um, it might they might realise uh, through the POP course what they may be inadvertently doing. Uh, yes, so with Parenting Matters, it's a lot easier to go to court without a lawyer. Um, that You go to the website, um, Federal Circuit Court website, download the application, uh, fill it in, and there's step-by-step um, mm. s- uh, processes there for everyone that you can fill it in and file it in the court and bring the matter to the attention of a judge. Uh, then if the judge thinks it's serious enough, he can appoint or she can appoint a um, family therapist, or a um, child-inclusive conference, or something, um, or a social, or a for, for a family report, mm. something to get the evidence uh, that they need to see if what you're saying is true, and what then they can work out what steps they should take. Uh, the one thing you shouldn't do is let it drag on.
0: Yeah. So I guess. Um, if you are listening, and the one, the people that have written in that are going through this horrible time, um, mm. you can log on um so register for the court portal then log in find the application and fill it in there are um we of course on the divorce course um in the representing yourself course that will be coming out in phase two um we'll talk you through that but we talk um a lot about how to log into the portal how to fill in the divorce application forms etc but it's the same process um but if you just get the ball rolling mm. and lodge something, it might, jog, it might just jog the other parent to go, uh-oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to end up in front of a judge and I'm going to have to explain my mm. behaviour and my actions. It might just mm. cha- make them change. It's, yeah?
1: It can. And, and see, so the first thing, you, you have to write them a letter, um, make it formal if you like, but just say, look... Johnny's been saying these things. I think you're telling him those things at your house. You're talking rubbish about me or bad things about me. I want that to stop. Um, And then the next thing would be to invite your partner to a a conciliation conference under Section 60I. So you go to a family relationship centre uh, or a mediator, perhaps through Relationships Australia, and invite them to the conference. A lot of people won't go to that, particularly if they are really, really angry. They'll refuse to attend. But once... If they don't come, you'll get a certificate mm. called a 60i certificate, and you can use that to go to court. Um, put that in with your application, and you can say to the judge, "Well, I tried. I've, I've tried to sort it out." Um, if you if it's really urgent or if there's domestic mm. violence, uh, then you don't have have to do the mediation. Just file your application um, and get the ball rolling. But yes, it's once you get the ball rolling, they can. They may, like you say, change their behaviour.
0: Mm. So first step is to try and get that media. So write a letter, make it as formal as you want, mm. you know, make it really official, put a date on it, put their address, put your address, just make it look like a professional letter and just say, you know, yep. this, is, this has got to stop. Mm. And particularly if you're not seeing the child yep. at all, you need to really give them an opportunity to turn their, yes. you know, <sighs> their things around. Um, and then mm. then you do, you've got you, you tr- um, Relationships Australia does mediations for children. Um, not property but for children so you can approach there's yep. so many relationships yep. Australia um, yep. uh, centers around Australia so just go and google them and find your closest and see if you can arrange for them mm. and they will contact um, the other parent for you won't they mum to see if they'll do it yeah
1: yes they do and and Laura I'd, I'd want to emphasize If this is happening to you, don't write more than one letter. Don't wait for months for a response. So write a letter with a deadline, probably two weeks from the day you write the letter, then send the invitation or ask Relationships Australia immediately to do that, uh, to make the mediation, and then... Um, once he's neglected or she hasn't answered, then get your certificate. And the time okay. between the first letter and going to court shouldn't be more than three weeks, in my yep. view. If they're not going to answer the first one, they're not going to answer the second or yep. third. Um, and if they won't come to mediation, then your child's at risk. So get it to court.
0: So we always say mm. put a deadline in, in your letter for that kind of mm. thing. Say if we do, um, please respond yep. by this date and make sure you outline what it is that they're doing and what you want to change. Um, <clears throat> and then of course, if that doesn't do a call, Relationships mm. Australia, get them to contact them. And if they don't attend the mediation, you get that certificate and then you can take that next step of going to court. And judges don't look very favourably on people that, um, refuse to turn up to mediation, is that right, Mum?
1: That's right. And and yeah. don't forget the whole structure of um, Section 60 in the Family Law Act is that the children have a right to be loved and cared for by both parents mm. as long as, as it's in their best interests. Mm. So, you yes. know, that the court is very strong yeah. on that. So,
0: I mean, so if, if people uh, yeah. are doing, uh, if people withholding children um, to, to, to for the, Definite wrong reasons. Then it it will eventually come to bite them in the bum when they go to court because that that's like mum said. The, the Family Law Act says that that's that's not on, um, and bringing that to their attention, you know, mm. might help also sway them. And like you said, sometimes the courts take the children off the alienator for a little while. Is that right, mum? To so that the children can repair their relationship.
1: They do. They do. In extreme cases, yes. or, yes. Put the, or yeah, put in the extreme tr- cases. Yeah. Or put the children with the person um, against whom the children have been alienated, you know, put them with them and then only see the other parent uh, supervised or perhaps every couple of weeks for a little while just to undo the damage. It's very psychologically damaging, I'm told, for the cho- for the children to be told one thing about a parent and then when they go home to that parent, Nothing they see aligns with what they've mm. been told. It causes a lot of distress in them and a lot of mm. psychological damage. So don't mm. muck around with it. Call them on it.
0: Okay, so if you're out there at the moment, um, you can definitely do that. if If the mediation doesn't work and you get your certificate, um where can people go for free help, mum, if they can't afford a lawyer and um, they're having trouble with the application?
1: Legal aid if they qualify yep. for legal aid or caxton legal service can help um okay it's so google
0: legal yeah. aid or caxton legal service yes but like Mum said you just go to the uh, the federal circuit court website and uh, yes. log into the download court. the application download the application once you've got a court portal login and it, what's the application called is it just called application to the court
1: Application for uh for uh, it's called an initiating application. So puzzlingly, it might okay. be under I All <laughs> right. for initiating so a application. So drop down menu. You
0: can choose what you're going to apply for. So yes, so an initiating application.
1: Yes, yes, and then it'll say yes, and it'll say, do you want final orders? Do you want interim orders? And you want mm. both because you want to get some time started with the child as mm. you know as soon as possible if mm. it's being withheld from you. Um, So, um, and you can't get bogged down in their accusations. Deny them by all means. If they file something saying you're the worst Mm. in the world, deny them, but take whatever time you can get from the court um, to start things back to normal again. Um, I read somewhere Mm. once they did a study of children for whom independent children lawyers have been appointed, Um, only they've talked to them in their early 20s and... uh, Some people, when the alienator is so awful and so um, restrictive of their time, say to themselves, you know what, I'm not going to put my daughter through this. I'll just give up and I'll talk to her when she's 18 because she's so distressed. Um, And that might seem like um, an obvious solution, but these young women and men that they interviewed said they felt like they were abused twice once by the person who was turning them against the other parent and secondly by being abandoned by the parent that was, you know, alienated against. So you've got to keep trying. Um, you you really have to keep trying and it's devastating, especially if you've, it's that sort of person in a marriage was probably pretty horrible to be married to and it feels like a continuation of the horrors of your marriage, but you really have to be brave for the sake That's of the kids. It's so
0: horrible. And I think, yes, I, I mean, I know. do, do are there, is it, because when they're little, do, 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 is it, a, is it a, a thing where women keep their babies from the dads if there's no domestic violence or whatever? Is that is that common or is that because they feel like they should have the babies? Does that
1: come across a lot It does, Mm. it does, sometimes from just hurt, Mm. really being hurt if someone's had an affair or whatever. The court's keen um, on attachment theory, but who knows how long that will last as a theory, um, where children under the age of three should be primarily with their mother. Um, And so for a while there the court wasn't letting under three-year-olds spend overnight with the father or the other parent. Um, that's less black and white now but it is still a concern like the Mm. the psychologists and um, the scholarly articles on this are starting to change but uh you know Mm. i don't i I think there's a natural um feeling that especially while a child's breastfeeding that they should be predominantly with their mother um as one famous psychologist put it he said the world's Mm. For children, for babies, there are two sorts Mm. of people. There's mummy and then there's not the mummy. And the dad is just the chief, not the mummy. So for a little child, it needs to be with its mother. And I think you'll find the court will support Mm. that. Um, But when they get older, sometimes women who are badly hurt uh, or distrustful really find it hard to let the little ones go. Um, But the court's... You know, they'll make it happen um, just out of of caution, I suppose, to make sure that the children do have a relationship with both parents if that's what both parents or if each parent wants a relationship with the child, the court will give them that relationship as long as it's in the best interests of the child.
0: So if if say for example everybody's going along they've they don't have a court order but they've always been doing week on, week off or you know two mm-hmm. three whatever um, and one day yep. one parent just decides to just go nah nah I'm not I'm not bringing the children to you that's the end of it um, mm. I- is it the same process again you have to go through mediation and then application Do people yep. ever call the police is that a thing yeah like a no so
1: no <laughs> for not having if you if you're if your child mm. other party won't hand a child over with or without a court order if they won't hand the child over the last thing you want is some police to come and mm. drag the child out of one person's arms yeah. to another or you know just that just freaks the child out the way to do it is to if 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 the father, for instance, says, No, you're not getting them today, and you've turned up to pick them up. You go, Okay, bye, kids. Get in the car, go home, write mm. that letter, book up that mediation, get your application in the court, yes. and let's find out. But it doesn't, the children should be in a kind of mm. happy bubble most of the time. Don't argue with the parent in front of the children. I mean, if there's a child being snatched, then mm, you can apply for a warrant terrible. for the federal police to get that child but it's it's traumatic very traumatic and i've had an adult client that ha- it happened to him when he was 7 years old and he said he never got over it so you know we've got to keep the children in the middle oh of
0: mm. so the i mean the main story i guess is that regardless of whether you know whatever is happening and how horrible yeah. it is for you your best aim is to keep the children completely unaware of it um and and sort it out you know without involving them at all mm. um, in the courts and in the mediations and you know don't discuss it with them don't raise anything with them in regards to that because just like you said trauma the trauma from it you know those some of these kids will probably end up in counseling when they're 20 30 40 you know trying to figure out why they feel the way Mm -hmm. they do but oh so um if so let's just quickly talk about so they've made their application they've got into court they're in front of the judge yep what's the judge going to do
1: and well the judge is going to look at what you've asked for in your application so you might be asking to see the children every second week or or some days and then he's going to look at what material or what documents the other person Mm. that you know your ex has filed and look at those two scenarios then he's really going to think of what's best for the Mm. children and it might not be what either of you have asked for you know, you might want immediately to go week about. The other party says, no, they don't want to go. She shouldn't have them at all. And mm. the judge might order two days on the weekend with no overnight to happen straight away. You just don't know. They'll look at the material. The judges are very cautious and that they don't know mm. what's going on with the kids and they can't really get to the bottom of what's going on with you two either, you know, because there's no cross-examination in the early stages. So they will, in those cases, ask for what's called, these days it's called an 11F report, which is a kind of a a family-inclusive conference where they get a very brief summary where the kids get to say something, the parents get to say something, and this experienced counsellor will write a bit of a um, um, roadmap, I guess, and raise concerns for the judge's assistance. We have, yeah. Um, if that isn't going to help, then a judge might order a full-on family report where the family goes for the whole mm. days. I think we've done a podcast on that um, and, and gets to the bottom of the dynamics and ends their report with recommendations. So mm. it's um, the judge is a little bit limited in what they can do, but by filing your application and getting it before the judge, the judge will most likely give you some time straight away if you haven't been having time. And then the ball will be rolling. The process mm. takes as long as the process takes. So the longer you wait to start it, the, lo- the more entrenched the children's positions could be if they are being alienated. So it's it's hard. So you have to move fairly quickly, and it is it's the hardest area of family law for me just to see people who aren't seeing their children.
0: Yeah, that is know. it's hard wrenching mm. so I guess um in wrapping up if you are out there and and you you're really struggling with this um you know you've got options you can follow the recommendations that so of course get your independent legal advice mm. this is all generalized advice um as well I think it's always important yep. to mention um if domestic violence is involved in any of this um you need to you need to speak to someone. One um, eight hundred respect or DV Connect um, or Brisbane Domestic Violence Services or yep. the one in your state. Um, yeah, Mum, mm. did you want to say
1: something? There's also there's al- yes there's also a, a brand new initiative started in the Family Court where they fast track. Um, and triage matters where domestic violence is an issue. So as you lodge your document, that you will be asked about that and you'll be contacted by someone from the court usually to work out a, a way for you to be safe and also to fast-track the, the application. For instance, if the children are with someone who's violent. I think the thing with alienation is that the alienating parent if they if they've had the, all the education they've been to the pop course they know what they're doing is wrong then it it boils down to this mm. they hate you more than they love their kids and the court can see that so you know but yes you're mm. whatever you're going through the court's equipped to handle it Um, You know, there've been lots of people there. I like to think we don't see most Mm. people. I like to think that that nearly everyone works out children's matters themselves, you know, in an amicable way. But these matters where you've got alienation almost inevitably need some court intervention. So, you know. And
0: like you said, Mum, time is of the essence. So if you are sitting down wondering what to do, this is what you need to do and you need to get it started because the court timeline does take a long time. Um, If it's triaged because of those reasons, you might get it fast. But I don't know if you've, Mum, you've noticed the time. We've talked about this in our online course. The court timelines at the Mm. moment are quite uh, lengthy.
1: They are. They are stretched. And I... Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know... I haven't had any professional experience yet of how quickly the triage matters get through Mm. and what's different about them. But we might be able to talk about that in a week or two. I might know more then. Hmm. Yep.
0: Okay. All right. Um. So... Best of luck to everybody out there who is dealing with this, and of course, um, go and get some advice yourself. Some legal aid in your state. So you can speak yeah, to Kaxton legal if you need someone to yeah. help you, or the um, yeah. uh, legal aid if you in your state. There are. Oh, sorry. But there are there are free legal services out there to help. So just find out, um, find one or we'll go and see a lawyer. But you can do this on your own. You can file the application, but get some independent advice just in case. So um, mm. it's a horrible, horrible, heart-wrenching um, thing that people go through. And as, mum, you've got kids, I've got kids. I, you know, it breaks my heart to um, imagine that happening. Yeah, I guess to you as well. So um, our hearts go out to you. And I hope this has helped in some way. Um, But stay tuned. Uh, We're going to be doing um, some more uh, things on representing yourself or how to talk to the judge and also our divorce course online um the diy blueprint is going to be uh, launching very soon so hopefully by the end of this month yes um and if you are in a space right now where you are looking to um, finalize your divorce, get parenting orders, get your property settlement sorted. We mum, ha- mum and I <laughs> sat down and <laughs> for many hours recording a live video so you get to see what we look like um, with our slides and worksheets and, and a really a, a really in-depth um, but step-by-step approach to help you get through those stages um, and to kind of do it yourself. So uh, if you are interested, you need to jump onto um, our Instagram, The Divorce Course Podcast, or our Facebook, The Divorce Course Podcast. Click on our link, our website link, and just subscribe um, or write your name and your email address and uh, register your interest. And then we will let you know when that comes out because we're going to be doing a couple of free webinars for you. And um, we actually are going to be looking for uh, probably five people to trial the test for us for free um, so if you are one of the people who register you very mm-hmm. well might get to actually do it for free which would be awesome oh so that's exciting it's, it's isn't it, very <laughs> exciting
1: I, I'm really um, excited about it <laughs> I'm just remembering Laura the numbers yeah, well, of it... cups of tea and things for doing all that recording <laughs> oh my word so
0: well it did it did take us two weeks nonstop, stop but we, we did it because so many of you have reached out to mm. us and thanked us and said how helpful it is, and we thought, you know what, we can do this even better. We can really make it easy for you guys. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to be um, talking to you again soon. We're going to try and do our episodes regularly again now that um, Christmas is all over. And if you have any questions or if you'd like us to cover a topic, please don't hesitate to message us in Instagram, or on um, Facebook, or you can email us at the Divorce Course Podcast at gmail au or com. I have to check. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, <laughs> and we can we can answer it for you. <laughs> Yes, I probably should figure it out. It's .com.au. It is? Okay, good.
1: It's.com.au. <laughs> It's.com.au. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you, Mum, so much for uh, your time. I know how dear, dear. valuable it is. And um, I know you've got lots of clients you're looking after as well. Uh-oh. But um, we, we love our listeners. And we thank do. you, Mum, oh, for helping them out. That's okay.
1: Okay. We'll see you next right. time. Have a
0: lovely day, everyone. Bye, Laura. See you next time. Bye. If you found Bye. this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording in 2020.